You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 75. I'm sure today's conversation will put a smile on your face. Carolina from Brand Necessities shares her journey into becoming a branding expert, and she also shares a few insights on the value of learning from past experiences. Get ready to take some notes on this one. Hi, Carolina. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for this honor. So first of all, I have to say I love the name of your business, uh, Brand Necessities. Can you tell me about your journey and how you found yourself running a branding business? Sure. So I like for names to come to me naturally. And I remember just sitting there thinking about back when I was a child, my mother would always read us the Jungle Book. And for some reason, it was the only book. I would actually pay attention to. Every time she'd try another book, I would just start talking and blabbing and just, you know, being a pain. And I don't know, it's just always been so special to me. And I loved the movies and the cartoons and all of that. And somehow it came to mind to call it the brand necessities. And I felt like it really reflected my brand and the personality around it. And the biggest thing that I loved about it is that every time I would mention it to someone, they would either start like singing or dancing, or at the very least, a smile would come up on their face. And that's exactly what I wanted people in general, but also my clients to feel. My brand is all about having fun. To be honest, that's exactly what happened when I saw yeah. your your name. I thought brand necessities. Once I said it, the first thing I thought about was the jungle book. And I thought, oh, that is just so cute. It <laughs> definitely made me smile. Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that. <laughs> so when did you know that you wanted to own your own business or how did you find yourself in the branding business? So I have always had this personality. I remember in fifth grade, someone gave me a bunch of hair scrunchies and the thing that I wanted to do with them was sell them to my classmates for 50 cents a piece. (laughs) I don't know why. I just saw this huge bag of scrunchies. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with that? Eventually my teacher shut me down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, but I think I've always just had that personality uh, where I want, and I wanted that freedom to choose, you know, what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. And then, you know, as I got older, I went through my bachelor's degree and my master's degree, and I've worked with several different companies. And I always felt like I couldn't fully do what I wanted to do, you know, really show my talents and my knowledge and my skills. And it just didn't feel right, you know. And my parents actually came from Soviet Russia. So I was born two months after they moved here and they settled down. The idea behind having that American dream is you go to college, you work in corporate for the rest of your life, and you retire. And that just never felt good to me. And so it was a hard thing to do to convince my parents, and which is totally understandable because in Soviet Russia, like you get the job that you get and you're either happy with it or you just continue to live your life as long as you have what you need to 
to survive. But I think these days, especially in the US, we're really not about survival anymore. We're not about that hustle mentality anymore of working yourself to the bones. Like we're about creating a life of abundance and enjoyment. And I just remember one day specifically, I was working in retail into marketing and I started off as like a part-time assistant and then quickly moved up to the second assistant manager and then the first assistant manager. Like I've always just had this work ethic. I feel like there are actually two instances where it really just hit me so hard. The first one was when the company gave us a whole dollar to work with among maybe like five or six people, like in terms of a raise. So basically we had that one dollar to split between five people. And I remember my manager telling me, I gave you the most that I could. It was a whole 25 cents. Oh. I was like, great. I will, you know, <laughs> cherish this that. Will really, yeah, this will really take me so far, you know. And then another time we had something called a secret shop where someone comes in pretending to be a customer and they rate you on the experience that you've given them based on like the company guidelines. And at this one particular secret shop, we didn't do too well. And I remember one day I was just working. And so not the district manager, but the regional manager called me and just started laying it on me, like screaming at me (laughs) for this poor secret shop. And I was just, I was so confused, honestly, like more than anything. (laughs) I was like, what is happening here? And honestly, like, I think that's kind of what triggered me into thinking, I don't deserve to be treated this way. I work so hard for this company who could care less about me and who could replace me like nothing. And ever since then, you know, I would I would feel these uh, emotions at different places that I've worked at. And I just knew I had to break free and find a way to be independent and to create the life that I love to live every yes. single day. Right, so. right. Well, I love that you found you know, your strength through all those difficulties at work. If things were peachy and everything was going well and everybody was awesome, you might still be in retail, right? I, I probably would have continued on to trying to be like a manager at something marketing related. So yeah. even whether it was within that retail industry or at a marketing agency, agency, I I don't think I would have had the passion to break free of it all and Mm -hmm. go out on my own if it wasn't, yeah, if I didn't feel like that. That's very true. Yes. Yeah. I've spoken to other business owners who have said the same thing, that it was that one interaction that really made them realize, you know what, this is just, I deserve better than this. Or I want to, like you're saying, create a different lifestyle, something that's more on your time as opposed to, I mean, I do think you do have clients and you have deadlines and there are definitely schedules, but they're really kind of you're doing because it's you who's taking the client. It's you who's deciding what hours you're going to work on these projects. So I love for myself, the liberty that it gives me to create my schedule. Yes. So, you know, to whoever's listening, especially if you're new or you're just starting out or considering uh, working for yourself, don't let me sugarcoat it for you. (laughs) (laughs) The first few years are definitely rough, but it's going to be so worth it. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, 
mind, what what do you feel were the toughest struggles that you had to go through? I would say, I think for me, it would be the niching down of who I want to work with, what type of clients, and not so much about the industry that they're in, but more so who is it that I want to help? What type of personality does this client have? Are they the type that wants to be hands off and just wants the general strategy and help with all of their platforms for social media or whatever it might be. And I've definitely taken on clients a little too quickly when I've said yes, like maybe when I shouldn't have. I try not to should and should not myself because in the end, it's all learning experiences. Something that I really took from that is it's okay to take on the wrong clients, especially in the beginning, because you'll learn from not necessarily your mistakes, but just how you want to approach your business, how you want to run it, who you want to help. This is year three for me in business. And I can honestly say I'm working with all of my ideal clients. And to be able to say that, it just like just reinvigorates me mm-hmm. <laughs> and reminds me of like why I do what I do and just how much I love it. I guess so that would be my struggle, but it would also be my recommendation to people oh, yeah. to don't take it too hard on yourself if it doesn't work out with clients, but keep kind of narrowing down like what works and what doesn't work for you and for the clients that you want to serve. Right. Well, that's a great uh, piece of advice. In the beginning, it does feel exciting to take on just about anybody. (laughs) But I think it's through that process that you really refine who it is that you want to work with. So I know for myself, I make um, jewelry and somebody asked, can you make a headband to match for first communion? And I thought, well, no, I don't do that. And after so many people asked, I finally said, okay, yeah, I can try it and and I'll make one. And I created this piece and it was great. And I thought, well, that wasn't so bad. And I listed it in the store. And then someone said, can you add a veil to the headband? And I thought, well, how hard is that? You know, after I already did the headband, I thought, sure. So I went ahead and bought the material to add a veil. It was by far the most miserable thing I've ever done. (laughs) And I thought, okay, now I know it's going to be a no veil headband from here on out. But had I not at least tried, maybe I would have gone to bed at night thinking years from now, you know, that would have been my thing. What if I would have? So I think it's important to definitely give yourself the grace to try and say, yep, that was not the right thing to do. And I think it really helps to figure out what the right product or the right customer or service is. Absolutely. And if you're not sure, I would highly recommend if you're lucky enough to have a mentor around you, it's been so vital to my business and just to my life. Like I've always had mentors around me, someone who I look up to, someone who I aspire to be like, someone who understands what I'm going through or has already been through it, who can guide me and who has like my best interest at heart. And if you can't find someone who would do it for free, (laughs) I would highly recommend maybe hiring a business coach who can do the same for you. Because when you're down in the dumps and you're not sure which direction to go, or if you can even keep going. And I honestly don't think I could have made it through without my business coach. And now that I'm out of it and things are so much better, I'm like, thank 
goodness, I, you know, stayed resilient and didn't let it just fully crumble me and kept going. And I'm just so glad I did. So that's, yeah, that's just been something that I've really learned. Like sometimes it's going to be really difficult and you want to figure out how to make it less difficult, of course, but also sometimes you just need to trudge through it and wait it out until things get better and have the support around you in whatever way that you can. Yes, absolutely. The whole thing with having a mentor or like you were saying, a life coach is I think it makes being a small business owner less lonely, you know, because because in the beginning, it feels like you're, you're breaking new ground and it feels like no one's done what you're doing. Even if you're repeating a process that maybe has been done by somebody else, it's your first time doing it. So there's so many questions. There's so many things that I think could be crippling if you don't get the answers or the support to at least have somebody say it's doable, you're doing it, keep going. Having the right mentor, having the right coach by your side makes it so much less lonely. It feels attainable when you have somebody on your side. Absolutely. And everyone's going to go through those moments of feeling like they're not good enough or the whole imposter syndrome. Yes the recent um, buzzword, right? Right. (laughs) And here's this business coach or a life coach or whatever it might be that truly sees the potential in you and knows what you're capable of. And, you know, if they're good and they care about you, they will not let you give up. And and it's very true what you say about it being lonely. When you start out, like you'll start to notice even the people that are closest to you, they may not be supportive of what you're doing. They may even be negative about it, or they may not even talk about it or not share your work or whatever it is that supports your business. And so you'll start to find the need to look elsewhere for that type of support because not everybody understands. Not everybody's an entrepreneur and that's okay. Like my husband, he loves working a corporate job. He's very happy there and I fully support him on that. Are you looking for a subscription that the whole family can enjoy? One that will make the dull moments a little brighter? Right now, Skillshare is offering two weeks of Skillshare Premium for free. Here's the reason why I love this platform so much. There are classes in just about every field imaginable. You can take a course on cooking, iPhone photography, mastering Adobe, learning a new skill like drawing, or learning how to play the ukulele. I have my course available on there too. Guess what it's on? Making fake cakes. I teach you how to make these fake delicacies that earned me well over $10,000. I've also just released the first of a series on fingerprint drawing. This is a fun class that anyone can try. I have a million more reasons to share with you, but for now, I'll leave you with this. You get two weeks for free to give it a try. Be sure to visit the show notes to take advantage of this offer with my special link. Now back to the show. And I think it's really important to know if that's really the direction we want to take, if that's what, again, like feels right for us. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if it doesn't, but it definitely does get lonely. So try not to take it personally. Find a a genuine community if you can. I see it all the time. People that I don't even know or other entrepreneurs, all these people commenting on their posts with just so much love and support. And it's amazing. Can you explain the services that you offer and a little bit about your process with a new client? Sure. So we are a creative agency. The main offerings that we have are social media management, brand development, and content creation. So within that content creation could include like video editing, brand photography, or 
any type of graphic design. So it can be templates for social media or promotional design for marketing collateral. So if a client needs some brochures designed for them or some posters, uh, menus, like we've got them. <laughs> okay. Is that a la carte or is it um, something that you just buy a package and you get all of these services? So social media and brand development are all packaged. The content creation is kind of both. It depends on the client. Sometimes we can create a custom package for them, especially if they're looking for something consistent each month. Sometimes if they have some more work in one month and then less in the other, we just do it on a case-by-case hourly type rate. Okay. What is the process like with a new client? What information do you want them to come with when they hire you? Well, let's take social media. It always, always definitely helps if the brand has already been developed. If not, we can always offer those services to them and develop it further for them just so that we can keep it consistent. So what their website looks like, we want to reflect that onto their social media, what their brand voice is like. We want to reflect that in the copy that we create for them. Maybe they have some colors that they love, but maybe they don't have a guide yet or like even a simple brand board. We'll usually develop that for them, but also for us just so that we have that reference to keep everything looking consistent with the templates that we create. So, you know, clients can be at different levels in their business and that's okay. In the end, I just want to do what's best for them. And I will always make recommendations. And yeah, so normally we start out with a brand discovery call. And I I used to be so afraid of these (laughs) as an (laughs) introvert. Like they would make me so nervous until I realized I actually just genuinely love listening to people's stories and where they are in their business and what their struggles are and to help me learn how I can help them overcome these struggles so that they can continue to be more and more successful. And so that's usually how we start off. We have a phone call. It's really almost like a casual chat. And once we figure out exactly what types of services they need, then I would go back and create a a proposal for them to look over so that they have everything out in detail. Because I think it's so important to know what you're paying for, for my business and for my team, as well as for the client and for their team. And once that's agreed upon, we create the contract and we send them over a checklist of all of the assets that we need to have. So if they already have an Instagram and a Facebook account, we'll need to create accounts for them on later Hootsuite, which are scheduling apps. And basically any vital like information that we need to know that they can send us. So any photos, all of their logos, their branding. So we kind of work on it on a case-by-case type of situation. Could you explain a little bit about the branding process? So we start off with a questionnaire to really dive deep into what they want their brand to be, how they want to come across to their audience, how they want their audience to feel about them. So it's not just about colors and fonts and logos. And don't get me wrong, that's a huge part of it. But we want to dive deeper into who they really are and how they want to come across and position themselves on social media and just in general. So, And I love this part of the process because it's really all about discovery. I love that you explained the branding process so well, especially because as a small business owner, I think a lot of what happens 
happens as a small business owner is that you get started with business and maybe you don't have the funds initially to hire somebody to do your branding. So before you know it, you're in year two or year three of your business and you've never revisited the idea that maybe your image or your branding or even your wording, your SEO could be all completely wrong. Because like we mentioned earlier, I think there's so many different stages that you go through in business and you might have honed in on your business a little bit more by year two or year three. And at that point, maybe your branding is a little outdated. So I love the idea that you get to go into the branding process with all these questions. Absolutely. And it's exactly as you said, like what your brand might be in your first and second year could be completely different by the third year. And that's usually what happens. And that's why we tend to work with clients who are already in about their third year and they're ready to develop their brand a little further. And now they know who they are. They know who they want to work with. They know it's just so much more about the essence of their brand that they feel so disconnected from where they were in the beginning. And that's okay. That's that's kind of the process. That's kind of how it yes. works. Where would running a Facebook ad or ads in general fall into? Would you guys be handling things like that as well? Yeah. So just to give an example of the offers, the, the packages that we have. So we offer an essential package, an advanced package, and an elevated package. And depending on what the client is looking for, if they're looking for every single one of the services, they might want the advanced package uh, that comes with managing all of their social media, creating all of their content for them, or working with some of the content that they already have, plus adding some of ours. That also includes monthly analytics reporting, because I feel like that's so important. I actually include that in all of our packages, even in the essential package, because it's always important to know what's working, what's not working, where the opportunities are, etc. And so in the advanced package, we also actually offer ads management. So it's for Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, because that really goes hand in hand in social media. I love organic social media strategy, but paid ads also help. Right. <laughs> I always like to say that ads are really more for growing brand awareness mm-hmm. versus organic strategy, usually more for nurturing all the followers and the customers that you have. So let's say they see your ad, most likely they will either visit your website or they will visit your social media platform to get a better feel for your business, what you offer, who you are, all of these things that help instill trust in them. They might follow you and then they may not buy right away, but they may stick around because they see your organic strategy because it's so clear and so defined that they understand, okay, this page is for me, like this business is for me. Let me keep interacting with them and see how I feel maybe in a month and maybe then I'll purchase something. So yeah, that kind of goes back to the whole thing you were saying about niching down, because if you have such a strong statement that someone can relate to, yeah, I think you're definitely going to find your people. But I agree that in the beginning, it's probably one of the hardest things to narrow down exactly what you're going to focus on. Absolutely. What advice do you have for a small business owner as it relates to branding? Like someone that's just getting started, what advice would you have for them? My advice would be to not sweat it. (laughs) 
like, don't worry about it so much. I know that we put a lot of emphasis on brand development, but if you're just starting out, you're not going to have your brand down right away. And that's kind of the beauty of it because you're in that phase of discovery. You're discovering who you are. You're discovering how you want to come across, the type of language you use, even colors. Like colors, there's so much psychology behind them and how they make people feel. And feel free to play around with that. See how people respond to that. Make surveys. Ask people like, do you like this versus this? And it's really telling. I can see where somebody would get stuck because maybe I I might have done it myself. <laughs> and just like the the fonts, the colors, the the sizing of the fonts, but I feel like it just takes away from the actual work. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. it's busy work. So I think exactly. you have to go into it knowing that you will be changing it quite possibly and it's so much better to work on your business as opposed to just always in that one thing like the branding part or whatever. And in a couple of years when you have it figured out, I think it's so much better just to hire someone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think we sometimes give ourselves that busy work because we're afraid to do the thing that will actually be scary and yes. bring in the income. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sure. that's why I like to say, don't worry about it. And I actually work with clients now one-on-one for this exact reason. So the clients that may not be at that stage in their business yet where they need a full brand upgrade or whatever you want to call it, but they are just starting out and their budget was a little lower and they need that guidance and that one-on-one support. And even with them, I don't like to get them all riled up and like stressed out about their branding. Uh, Of course, I will always give them my suggestions and will even create some branded templates for them to go off of. But the main thing is to keep focusing on your business and the rest will come. Like I am still building up my processes. I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I love a good process. (laughs) (laughs) and that used to never be me like I was never like that and now the more I learn the more I understand my clients and what their needs are the more I develop these processes for my business to make everything run smoother but also Mm -hmm. to ultimately help the clients as much as possible it's so interesting to hear that so many people in different industries go through the same process when it seems like you have to just go through that discovery like you were saying you have to kind of go through all of these trials before you discover what's working and then how to best serve your client. So it's interesting that it doesn't matter if it's somebody handcrafting or an expert doing branding like you. It just seems like everyone's going through the same thing. I think that is so fascinating. It really is. And there's this kind of this joke on TikTok where everybody's just discovering how we're all living the same life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we feel like, oh, this is just us. Like we're alone in this or like nobody else goes through this. And meanwhile, most likely like 90% of people are going through the same thing. Yes. Um, Yeah. It always feels like you're uniquely different, but you do have, I think your experiences shape who you are and you definitely have your own voice, but it seems like the trials that we go through are all very, very similar. Yes. 
Absolutely, which is why community is so important. And, you know, you could always learn from each other. Maybe you could find some people that you collaborate with and talk about these things with. And you never know what one person might know. And maybe you could share your knowledge. And so just support each other because it's really not about competition anymore. It's about supporting one another because there's room for everyone here. Where can we connect with you? I am on Facebook and Instagram as the brand necessities. I also have a personal brand on Instagram called Carolina Pokidalo. You might need to spell that out for everyone. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and thebrandnecessities.com. And I am on TikTok. It's just super fun to be on there. So feel free to uh, connect with me there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carolina. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. I really had a good time. Well, there you have it, my friend, another amazing CEO sharing her creative talents with the world. I bet we've all experienced something in life that became the deciding factor in our journey, whether it was working for someone and deciding that you'd rather be your own boss to selecting the wrong client and knowing that you will not make that mistake twice. Carolina's optimistic view on past experiences is a much more graceful way of looking at the life lessons that we learn. It seems that these experiences end up being our guiding light and just the thing that we needed to really niche down. Don't forget to visit the show notes to connect with Carolina. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job.